I just wanted to bring us, um, bring our focus, and this is something that that we've actually have flavoured. Um, you know, I think this idea has has flavoured uh, the sermons leading up to, to this day. Um, and yesterday, and, and you know, the word that God gave me this morning really is is a word. You know, it's been a word that I've needed um, a lot in this season. Um, if if you guys don't know. Hannah and I are in a, in a huge season of transition. Um, there is a ton of things um, that are up in the air that we that are uncertain. We're looking for a house um, that we we don't have pre-approval for yet, so we don't know when that's going to come. Uh, my job ends in October, and I don't know exactly what's going to happen after that. We've got a baby due in December, January, and you know we don't know what the gender is. We made that choice. That's not a, you know um, uncertainty that's been forced upon us, but. Um, there is just a lot of uncertainty, and and as a church community, um, I think that resonates. That that actually, when we look into the future, there is there is a bit of uncertainty, um, particularly around who who will take up the mantle, who's going to lead our church, who's going to to, to step in into the shoes um, and lead us. And what we know is that God has given us anchors. He's, he's given us things to hold on to in seasons of uncertainty, and and we can actually adopt. A posture that will help us to get through this season. And there's a there's a particular psalm um, that um, that came to me yesterday, and and um, I think has just resonance um, for today. And it's Psalm 131, um, and it's a psalm that, that we've heard before. And I'll read the psalm out to you. My heart is not proud, Lord. My eyes are not haughty. I do not concern myself with great matters. Or things too wonderful for me. But I have calmed myself and quieted myself. I am like a weaned child with its mother. Like a weaned child, I am content. Israel, put your hope in the Lord, both now and forevermore. And I think this is a word to our church today, um, as well as to me, because... The posture that we are to adopt in seasons of uncertainty is to wait, is to hope. We heard, you know, only a few weeks ago that the word, what, what God's word to the Israelites as they stood at the Red Sea with Pharaoh chasing them and a huge uncertainty. They had no idea how they were going to cross, how they were not going to be, to be completely destroyed by by the Egyptians and God's word in that uncertainty to the Israelites was be still and wait and you will see the deliverance that the Lord will bring in seasons of uncertainty God's word to us is to wait and I was reading this uh, just last night what what that that word is and 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 in 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 Psalm 31 at the end, verse 3, where it says, Israel, put your hope in the Lord, both now and forevermore. That word hope comes from a Hebrew word that is interchangeable with the word wait. Okay, to wait is in, it, it, it's intrinsically connected with hope. That, that hope is about waiting with expectancy. And there is, there is purpose for us in the waiting, I believe that. Just on Friday, I had uh, we had staff devotions, and 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 the, the core message of the staff devotion, which I needed to hear, was that seasons of waiting 
are not without purpose. And actually, God seems to, to prefer and, and to choose seasons of uncertainty and seasons of waiting as, as a primary place to build faith, as a primary time to build hope. And I, I see that, you know, when, when one, of the, one of the seasons of, of waiting that, that, that I remember is waiting to get married. You know, we were dating for a long time and there was, uh, there was things that I, were, you know, that I was waiting for, longing for. And, and the waiting, it brought character transformation, but it also increased my joy. When the day came where I stood before Hannah and I said those words, I had waited for so long to do that. And so that when the time came, my joy was multiplied. And I think that's, that's true for us. That in seasons of uncertainty, we, we, we don't know what God's going to bring. We don't know the deliverance that he's going to have for us, but we can wait with expectant hope that he will bring it, that he will bring resolution to our concerns, that he will bring an answer to our prayers in his perfect timing, and that when it comes, our joy will be multiplied because we waited for it, because we hoped for it. There is purpose in the waiting. There is purpose and faith-building for our community. God has a purpose in this time for us. And, and I just, yeah, I, I hope we can lean into that. And I'm leaning into that, that season personally. So that's, um, that's the word um, that, that God laid on my heart for us this morning. And I hope that's an encouragement to you guys. We're going to spend a bit of time now um, hearing from, from some of you some reflections. Um, so I've asked a couple of people if they wouldn't mind um, sharing some, some, uh, some reflections on the last six years, particularly on Nate's um, leadership um, journey. So I'm going to call up Kyle. Um, and Kyle's going to uh, kick us off, and then we'll have a few more, um, and then break the songs. It is quite a full congregation today. There is a lot of friendly faces here too. Some haven't been for a while. Jane tells me Michael and Louisa are here somewhere. There. You can't hear me. Mouth on the microphone. I feel like I'm essentially kissing David. It's the waiting. That's what. Um, all right. Um, writing this speech was a tricky prospect. Not because I couldn't think of anything to say, but because there was so much I could say. Nate has been my friend and mentor for 20 years. I was welcomed into this church primarily through his persistence, patience, and his taxi service. It's not an understatement to say that Nate has been and continues to be one of the most influential people in my life. Many of the friends I have, the community I am a part of, and my place in God's kingdom owe themselves in no small part to his friendship. And most of these things occurred before he was my pastor. Nate became pastor while I was living in Melbourne, part of a nearly 10 year stretch where I wasn't living in Sydney. From what I understood, he came into the position during a tumultuous time. A lot of tension existed in this community and the prospect of leading this church had to have been a daunting prospect. Not to mention that one of the powerful voices in that church was a previous Sinclair pastor and Nate's own father, Richard. And the job could only have been more challenging as we knew all of Nate's strengths and weaknesses. But God's purposes are not always unclear. He prepares people with a purpose and there is no doubt in my mind that Nate had been prepared for this position. I couldn't have been happier to see a community of God's people train, love, and elect a person from their own body into, the position, into that position of authority. 
Why does the church exist if not to love people into maturity of faith in Lord Jesus? And what could be a more powerful statement of the success of that community than to have one of our own, once of a child of this community, become the man who leads it? My heart was full knowing that Nate would be our pastor and I couldn't think of anybody better. Nate brought a surprising amount of vision to the role. He has been an advocate for some significant initiatives in our church, scripture in high schools, appointing chaplains in local schools, and building stronger ties to this place, the Ush, where we now meet. In fact, he bears much of the responsibility for bringing Sinclair Baptist Church back into Sinclair. He reshaped the culture of this community, no easy task, and whether you agree with his decisions or not, I don't think anyone can doubt the sincerity with which he has pursued Christ and served and loved Christ's church. That brings me to the last thing I will say about Nate. Nate's leadership, if anything, has been authentic. He taught out of what he was learning, he shared his struggles with us, bore our criticism, and worked hard to keep our eyes on the author of our salvation. I don't know if we can or should ask for more from our leaders. I'm proud to say that his appointment to this position didn't change our relationship much at all, and I don't think his resignation will either. He will be someone I continue to love and count on, a brother in Christ, a friend from the West, and a man after God's own heart. I pray for you and your family's renewal, and I trust that God goes before you, making your paths straight. Dave Jarrett up to the microphone. I'm going to take your seat, Dave. Yeah, it is good to see so many here this morning on such a beautiful morning. It's good to see so many here this morning on such a beautiful day. When I was asked if I would say a few words about how Nathan has encouraged me, I look back over the last six years and there were many things that Nathan has encouraged me. His leadership, his preaching. I served with Nathan on the building committee and I witnessed his passion for a building to be built on this site. Not only did I witness and, and be encouraged by his passion, but also his wisdom in not going too fast. He kept saying many times that we should wait and see what God has in mind for us. Even when we applied for the grant, Nathan said to me, if this is God's will, this will happen. And Nathan, I've been very encouraged by being on the building committee with you. I really have appreciated Nathan's love and his heart for others. And this has been a real encouragement to me. One of Nathan's greatest encouragements to me has been his prayer. I struggle in my life and I carry a burden of family relationships and my children relationships. And quite often this gets me quite depressed. And I remember last year I wasn't having a good day at work. I was quite down. Nothing was going right. 
and I'm sure we all have these days sometime. And next minute, my phone went off with an SMS and it was a message from Nathan. And this is what the message said. Dave, I prayed for you today. But it didn't stop there. It went on. I prayed that you would experience God's peace and love in your day today. What such encouragement. Another one of Nathan's prayers that encouraged me and Meg was, I prayed for you both today. I prayed that your whole life posture be one where Jesus is generously invited to speak into your life and lead your steps. And there was a little bit more and it finished by saying, what else can I pray for you? How encouraging to think that someone was actually praying for us and asking God to come in and guide and lead us and encourage us in our lives. Nate, thank you for the great encouragement you have been to both myself and Meg. And just on finishing, I would encourage us all to pray for each other. We all are facing a difficult time in our lives with uncertainty, not only here at the church, but in our lives outside of church. What's that? With COVID, young children, new families, we have so much to pray for. And I would encourage us all to pray more and send messages to each other and tell each other that we have been praying and tell them what our prayer is for them. Nathan, I thank you for your encouragement to me and to Meg and I will be praying for you and Esther on your for the next weeks and months as you start a new pathway. And thank you very much for the encouragement that you have been to this church. Alrighty. It would not be... Hmm? Use the other one. Use the other microphone. This is not better. Okay. Yeah, good one. Alright. Um... It wouldn't be a uh, Sinclair Baptist Church event without a few good old skits. So we're going to do a couple of skits. We'll get the skit masters up. Tian, Emily and Hannah. And it also wouldn't be, you know, a Sinclair Baptist skit if it hadn't been chucked together yesterday and <laughs> practised once. <laughs> but 
Great actors can improvise very well. So, all right, let's... I'll speak, I'll speak. Okay, um, so over the years, many of us have been very encouraged by Nate's sermons. Um, but like any good preacher, he has some signature moves, and he particularly likes to preach with his hands. So we'd like to see whether you can recognise some of these Nate moves. Now, church, today, if there's, you know, there's something that, that we need to understand is that is that sometimes there are pressures on us and and what we need to do firstly we need to think about what god is saying secondly we need to think that that actually god god wants to to draw closest to us and and you know what what i just think we need to understand is that is that hands are useful for communicating <laughs> So not only does he have some famous hand movements, but there are some famous analogies that we have heard often over the years. And I know uh, we, we're having a little fun this morning, but to be honest, a lot of these analogies often come back to me and have been a real encouragement um, over the years, Nate. So, so don't, don't be discouraged. We love them. I'm going to use them again. <laughs> uh, uh, now, okay. We're talking about sin today, okay? And, and what we need to understand about sin is that, you know, if this is us, okay, if this is us, and God is 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 there, okay, now now I need something, I need something. Oh, my God, I'll just use a Bible because it's all I've got. Now, the Bible is sin. Now, okay, the Bible's not supposed to be sin, but but it's always what I use because I'm Nate. So the Bible's sin, and, and God's there, and, and, and we, we don't have access to God, but Jesus comes and he takes our sin away so that we have access to God the Father. Now, church, this morning, you know, I just had a word. I was, I was driving on the M4, and, and, you know, someone cut me off, and I just got angry. And I got really angry, and I thought, oh, where's this anger coming from? And church, what I, what I want us to understand this morning is that pressure exposes what is in your heart. Okay, pressure exposes what is already in your heart. Now, you might think that, oh, that person who cut me off, they, brought, they made me angry. Church, that's not the case. They exposed that the anger was already in your heart. <laughs> it's a tree, it's a word. Oh yeah. Now, uh, now I need someone. Uh, you know, I need to Matt. Matt, come up the front. Right now. Now let's say that that Matt is God. Now Matt's not God, but let's just pretend. You know, bear with me, All right, Matt? So, so I want you to face face me, okay? All right. So let's say that Matt's God. Just bear with me, okay? Now sometimes we think. You know, that, that God's distant, that God's far away from us. And, and we don't know, you know, we don't know where he is. But church, what we need to understand is that God is always a pursuing God. He's right there. He's waiting for us to turn and face him. And as soon as we turn and face him, God is, is ready to embrace us. Okay? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Thanks, I love you, love Come on, I mean, they're just classics, classics, doesn't get better. <laughs> um, 
What's the next one? Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Nate's words of wisdom and encouragement do, do not just, they're not just limited to a Sunday service, believe it or not. Um, Nate's words of wisdom and encouragement also extend to the soccer field. And Nate has, you know, and this is, this is something I've been blessed by and noticed, but Nate has an incredible ability to bring the soccer team to focus on what is most important. Match one, half time. Guys, nice. great game. We're awesome. doing so, so, so good. Forwards, that was awesome. Cool. You guys are just like just smashing it in there. Oh, that's a pitch. You're not letting it go. Great start to the season, guys. Guys, guys, if I can just say one thing, you know, we, we, we're doing great. But let's just remember to play the same whether we win or lose, okay? Keep our culture, keep our spirit, treat them the way we want to be treated. Okay? Always, Nate. Always. That's yeah. who we are. All right. Good work. Good work. Good work. All right. Like Half, halfway through the season. Did you see that rare? Every time we have that rare, I know. And number five, do you see it's all over five? Dirty Guys, yeah, it's been a rough half, you know, but but if there's one thing we need to remember, okay, whether we win or lose, we gotta play the same. Keep our culture. Keep our spirit, treat them the way you want to be treated. <laughs> Alright, grand final. One all, half time. Let's get this here, guys. What is going on? What's happening? What are you talking about? The mids are not even running. Like, oh, come how on, can we run? Come on. Not I've seen those strikers, guys. No one's a hero. Just pass the damn ball. It's not about scoring the goal. Don't even go there. You defense, you're blocking nothing. Are you not? We've got one goal and they scored it from half. Just calm down, mate. I know it's intense. I know you really wanted to score that goal. But if there's one thing that's important, we have to play the same, whether we win or lose. Keep our culture, keep our spirit, treat them the way you want to be treated. All right. That's why I left the team. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, uh, many of you know, you know, if you've talked to me about something, I, I'm, a, I'm a verbal processor. I have to get things out, you know. And believe it or not, Nate also is a verbal processor. You may, you may have experienced, you may be, you know, shocked to find out. But sometimes, as, as verbal processors, the best thing that we need is just someone to listen to us, to hash it out, okay? Sometimes the best thing we need is just someone to listen. Oh, Em, nice to see you. You know, I've been, I've been thinking that we've got like a million children in our church and, you know, I've just been thinking about how we can try and celebrate them in a, in a meaningful way. You know, how, something that we can do... You know, we can maybe get the get the parents up the front and and do some sort of uh, something like oh, like a dedication, a dedication, and uh, oh, but it's school holidays coming up, so um, so we can't we can't do it next week. But okay, we could we could do it the week after. We could do it the week after, and 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 we could have you know oh, but we've got 
we've got like 20,000 children, so we have to, we'd have to sort of separate, I mean, we could, we could separate it. We could have, you know, we could have 20, say 20 dedications across the year, and, and we could invite the families, and, and they could come, and, and, and we could just do it in batches. What do you, do you reckon that's a... That's great. That is such... Oh, and thank you for that conversation. I just, I just needed to, to, to talk to someone. That's the end of the skits. But, um, yeah, many things that, that we love and appreciate about me. Um, Can you hear me okay? Am I close enough? Yeah. Um, I've just been asked to share some thoughts to acknowledge Esther's role at Sinclair, a really important part of the package that comes with Nate and that we've benefited from, even though not officially elected in the same space, I guess. Um, being a pastor's wife must be one of the more complex roles to manage in a church. And while Sinclair is very supportive, I imagine it would have been very daunting to, for Esther to step into that role in her early 20s as a young wife, joining a small church full of long relationships and interconnected families, especially when most of the congregation had watched her husband grow up. To both Esther and St. Baptist's credit, I think this last six or so years has been full of rich blessings and growth for all involved. And Esther has faced this chapter of her life with the same bravery, honesty and passion I have seen throughout the 10 years I have been blessed to know her, as well as a growing vulnerability and humility. Esther has welcomed me into her friendship, home and this church, and I count that friendship as very precious and will sorely miss her presence in this congregation. Since the early days, Esther has thrown herself into this community, bringing her passion and vision and natural skill set to serve so many areas of this body. Some of these areas include being a cabin and study leader at Jam Camp across several years, mostly with the senior high school students, and traveling, traveling with this original cabin of girls in pioneering a Bible study which continued under various leaders and has been an important discipleship space for many young women of St. Clair, including myself. Esther has coordinated and contributed to many significant programs and events in our church calendar which have supported our unity, growth and fellowship. Some of these have included various women's events through coordinating the women's ministry team for a time. She's been involved in Girls Getaway, Easter and Christmas, Mother's and Father's Day celebrations, Sunday school playtime and many other spaces that I'm sure I have missed. Esther has pioneered a restart to a St. Clair-based youth group which sought to invest heavily in the team of leaders involved as well as seeing more local youth from St. Clair coming through the doors of this property than we could have really been able to sustain. Esther has been employed with Great West, Greater West for Christ, spending some time serving on the executive and has worked supporting church planters across Sydney with Baptist students. Esther has managed the transition to motherhood as part of this church family and has shared her learnings and her beautiful children with many of with all of us. Esther, oh, sorry, in the early seasons and just the rest of his life, I have often felt like her approach to life and faith is a bit like Nike's slogan, just do it. Um, and this is something I have often been challenged by. While Esther is talented and has depth, she does not wait to have all the pieces carefully figured out before she acts. And like a moving sailboat is easier to steer, 
than a stationary one. God's spirit has taught her and others around her so much through her willingness to act into God's story. In more recent seasons, God has been refining Esther through the fire of chronic fatigue and she has both chosen to and has needed to step back from so much of her active involvement in the activity of St. Clair. While this has definitely been a testing season, I think together that with Nate, Esther has continued to bless the church with herself in this season by modelling a faith and trust in God that characterises both of them. She has continued to show bravery in stepping into spaces of discomfort and obedience to God, especially in needing to ask for our help at times. Esther has continued to invite others to look to Jesus more and more, even in these spaces of limited capacity. And I have been blessed recently by her blog she has written called Word to the Weary, which is open for other people too. I marvel at her being able to invest in a space like this, even in this season of her life. We have mourned this season of hardship and ill health for Esther with her family as a church and continue to pray for healing and blessing in this next chapter for you, Nate, Jeremiah and Ryan. Whilst we don't know the reasons for the challenges of this season and are very sad to see you go, we see fruit being born in your character and trust that God is and will be working together all these things for good, that this time is not wasted and that treasures for God's kingdom have and will continue to be built up through you, Esther. Thank you for all you have given to this community. We love you. Thanks, Dan. Dan and Wright will come up. Okay, so Daniel and I have been trying to, I don't know, just think of when our friendship with you, particularly Nate, began. And it was really hard because at some point you were, you were, I wouldn't say just, but you were the older brother of Michael and Beck, who Daniel and I were friends with. And you were, I don't know, musical, a little bit eccentric. I, I, don't, I don't know how to put Like, you're an enigma. You're an enigma. Um, and then we kind of crossed paths a little bit more as we led youth group with you. Um, and then I think it was shortly after that that we probably became friends with you. You weren't just the older brother, you were, you were a friend. And we navigated the early 20s, you know, we navigated uh, marriage at the same time as you guys. We then navigated parenting at the same time as you guys. And we really journeyed with you from that point onwards. And it was just, um, yeah, Daniel and I were just trying to pinpoint where it all began. But I think it was just this slow, lovely thing that just blossomed over time. Uh, which kind of makes today hard because, yes, in that time you also became our pastor, yeah, but you very much became our friend and a part of our family. Dang, emotions. Gosh. You will feel them too, Nate. It's awful. All right. <laughs> um, something a lot of people um, may not have known, uh, Rachel and I, when after we had Micah, we are a bit unsure of where we were at. Uh, in our, our church life, in our lives with regard to what we're, our plans were for buying a house or moving forward or all that kind of stuff and there's a lot of uncertainty of what Dave was talking about earlier today. 
Uh, we weren't sure if uh, St. Clair was going to be our home or not, and uh, as Nate was stepping into the role, part of that friendship and that, that closeness of uh, our relationship with Nate and Esther, uh, we, we actually had dinner with them and we sat down and we said, guys, this is what we're thinking, but um, we don't want to leave as you're stepping into this role. We want to support you in this and, and you know, um, we'll see where this goes and we're still here and, and that's uh, a testament to um, just how, how well you've led us as a church, uh, led us as, as friends and, and peers and um, yeah, and just our relationship with you guys. So uh, we're going to miss that. Uh, obviously our friendship will continue, but um, just, just the, the leadership here at church and, and that fellowship is something that we're going to miss. Um, and yeah, we'll, we'll continue to pray for you in um, your, your next uh, stage of that, that part of your journey as well as, as we continue to journey with you on that. Um, I quite like the skit, um, you know, where uh, like Dave was kind of saying how like Nate like thinks things out loud and you know does that because I do the same thing as well, you know. Um, and I remember one day I was saying like, I actually started with Esther and I was like, I just had this like urge I don't know it's just been put on my heart to like start up a play group and this and Esther felt very similar and then you know we met, mentioned it to Nate and then the three of us together are all like super pumped about it and uh like it was like two weeks later we started a play group and people were just like walking in off the street and then it got a little bit overwhelming because then that's when we realized how unprepared we were for all of it um, we were like 90% passion and 10% prepared um and and that but Nate was just so faithful in that whole time you know it's very encouraging um and that and then unfortunately in that time also I happened to have a number of health issues which made it very clear that after two years I just couldn't do it anymore it just wasn't something that I could physically lead um, and you know most I feel like in most areas of my life particularly like work life if you can't do something you just keep doing it you know or if you can't do something somebody else has to step in you know um, but it wasn't it wasn't that case. It couldn't be that way. No one else could take over. I couldn't do it anymore. And Nate at the time, it was kind of frustrating, I'll be honest with you, um, said, it's okay. We'll just let the ministry go. It's okay. Because he actually cared far more about me as a person and my health and and that than, than a beautiful ministry. Um, and he had faith that God would just fill that space regardless, um, even though... I was very upset about it. And it's only as time has gone on that I realised there's something really beautiful about just caring for an individual person and putting that first and foremost, which is what Jesus did. It's just, it's what, what we've been told to do, you know, chase after that one sheep, you know, and, and, that, and I just felt very pursued and loved in that time. So I just want to thank you, Nate. Um, it's been a long lesson to learn because it started off with frustration just because it was such a, be a beautiful ministry. But yeah. I get it. I get it now. Um, one thing I want to touch on, and Dave Jarrett kind of met, uh, mentioned it, with, with just Nate's faithfulness of prayer for us as well. Um, I know that a lot of people here uh, feel it and appreciate those those reminders that there's someone there praying for us and a part of our community and, and just being faithful in that way. And, and I appreciate that. And um, one of the things that uh, really... Uh, I guess showed us a lot of love uh, from this church, but um, something that um, we really appreciate from Nate as well was when um, we Rachel was pregnant with uh, Leanna. It was a very hard pregnancy. We went through a lot, uh, very complicated, and, and we thought we were going to lose her. The doctors pretty much told us there was no hope, and um, 
Nate, Nate and his faithfulness and, and our, our other friends and family in the church as well, Nate, um, you know, gathered them and, and prayed for us and, and a, a few times we had um, just Nate and the eldership there in our home praying with us when we thought all was lost and um, obviously, you know, God, God's faithful and in this situation, yeah, he, he delivered us our beautiful Liana, but um, yeah, just, just that, that friendship, that nurturing, that love, that care. Uh, and that faithfulness, that um, yeah, and leadership that we've just um, yeah really appreciated from you, Nate and, and Esther as well. And we just um, yeah, we're going to miss that, um, and we're just praying that whoever it is that God has to um, to lead the church uh, from now on will um, yeah will have have some of those amazing qualities as well. But yeah, we we love and, and respect you and appreciate you, and, and we miss you in this role. But uh, obviously, we. And just to leave on a funnier note, just because it's quite emotional, uh, Micah has been quite, I don't know, confused, I guess is the best way to say it, about how this is all changing and what that means for him and Jay. And Anyway, he always gets quite emotional about these big things anyway. And last night he was laying in bed and as I was tucking him in, his little lip quivered and I just thought, oh, here we go. You know, we're going to have an emotional moment, which, you know, is me as well. But um, he, he said to me, he goes, um, but, but what about Nate? And I great, all right, we're getting into this now. Um, he's like, who, who will be our prime minister? And he was completely serious, and I had to be like, sorry, mate, he's not our prime minister. And his little lips quivering, I'm like, he's our pastor. <laughs> and that is what he is doing. <laughs> That's why we're saying goodbye to him. It's like, he's so confused. Anyway, anyway, he thinks he's our Prime Minister. So if anyone has any good Prime Ministers in mind that can uh, take the spot, we're looking looking for one. Uh, Rubes, you want to come up and... Um, Rubes is, is one of our elders, and we're, we're going to spend some time uh, praying for, for Nate and Esther. Um, We'll get the elders up as well, and we'll pray for the elders because there's yeah, there's a lot that that um, that we're going through, and so Ruth is going to come up and share, and then we'll get Nate up. I'll try to be quick because um, I know it's to give Nate a bit of time. Just a few a few reflections. This is pretty tough. Sure. <laughs> Just a few reflections uh, on this day where, where I have mixed emotions and, and us as an eldership have mixed emotions. So the main reason I joined eldership when I first was approached was to support Nate, uh, whether that be through prayer, uh, practical uh, help, encouraging him, standing by him and walking, him, walking with him in his role as pastor. Did I do it well enough? Uh, could I have done it better? If I'm honest with myself, uh, I did some of the things well, um, and other parts I definitely could have done better. I remember the first Sunday uh, when Nate came back from his three months off that he took to help Esther. Uh, he preached that day, and I remember feeling so happy that Nate was back, um, to not only have him present, but the way he brought forward the message uh, with power, conviction, and allowing the Word of God to do what it does. <coughs> to come alive uh, it was awesome I found myself again feeling that this is a man that I want to be led by 
and I want to follow. His love for Christ was radiant, uh, and it still is. It is very clear that Nate is a gifted speaker. The way he unpacks scripture and presents it in a relatable way that both challenges us and encourages us. One of the things I love about Nate, and I think we all agree, is on the balance that he gets. A balance between the Bible, so what the Bible is telling us, so biblically meaty, and the spiritual side. So sensitive to God's voice and what the Spirit is doing. I have never asked Nate how he felt pastoring a church after it was led by Richard and then Neil and the pressures that come with that, but you have done a fabulous job, brother. You know, one of the reflections I have on you, Nate, and I've never told you this, um, is often when you preach, I see your eyes lock onto your father, your dad. Whether you do it consciously or unconsciously, Nate, and I don't know if you do it out of love for your dad, to get a nod from him to support the word you are proclaiming, or to make sure you are on the right track. But I think it's a beautiful thing that you do, mate. The love and respect you have for your father is very evident. Nate, you have always tried to be transparent in your walk with the Lord, and you would always openly share with the eldership and the church the importance for you to start each day with prayer, quiet time, and in God's word. And that being a sacred part of your role as pastor. I think that I think that we are all at our godly best, if that's a title, when we tap into the Father and put him first. Something that you, Nate, led from the front. There are so many things you brought to St. Clair Baptist Church that has made it our church that has made our church the way it is. One of those things that has impacted me is looking for people of peace in areas of my life and being sensitive of where God is already at work and investing into that time and space. I know that I'm not the only one. There are many people within our church community that took part into that training more than I did and have witnessed the fruits. I know you have witnessed the fruits as well. It is evident that the role of a pastor has evolved and is evolving and that there are many skill sets required to do the job. And I feel that you, Nate, have been able to recognize the need to step outside unfamiliar areas and get things done, as well as seek assistance from those within our church community that are skilled in specific areas to help out. All of which are signs of a wise leader. I will miss you, we will miss you, Nate. I also want to acknowledge and honour your dear wife, Esther, in all of this. I can't imagine how hard it is to be a pastor's wife, riding the waves of emotions with Nate and how he passes the church, the criticisms that come with certain choices, and the list goes on and on. The times when Nate hurts and struggles, Esther, I know that you hurt and struggle, and all the times you had to pick him up all on top of your illness would, would be extremely difficult and taxing and I acknowledge that and we acknowledge that. Nate could not have pastored this church the way he has without your support and love so thank you from the bottom of our hearts Esther. 
We are so thankful and appreciative for everything you have done for our church and the love you both, and we love you both so much, and the boys, of course. There's two things that I'd like to leave with you, Nate. Firstly, as you move forward, you have always drawn on the wisdom as you on the wisdom from your father and other people in your role as pastor. And my encouragement to you is to continue to seek the wisdom and support from support of others for your personal journey as a man, a husband and a father. Something that is not easy in today's culture that continues to tell us we should know it all and that it will be and have that we will be all right attitude. Please know that you are family and we are all here for you. Just reach out. And secondly, I want to leave with you some scripture that comes from a part of David's song, not this David, of praise when the Lord delivered him from the hand of Saul. I was reading it just yesterday and I pray it encourages you like it did me. It's found in 2 Samuel chapter 22, verse 31 to 37. As for God, His way is perfect. The Lord's word is flawless. He shields all who take refuge in Him. For who is God besides the Lord? And who is the rock except our God? It is God who arms me. So it's, it is God who arms you, Nate, with strength and keeps, keeps His way secure. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer and causes me to stand on the heights. He trained my hand for battle. My arms can bend a bow of bronze. You make your saving help my shield. Your help has made me great. You provide a broad path for my feet so that my ankles do not give way. We love you very much, Nate. Bless you, mate. Thanks, Mark. Alright, guys, if you're getting hungry, don't worry. There is a big feast prepared for us after we finish and we are at the last part of our service today. Nate, um, we would love to hear from you. And after Nate shares, we might just get up uh, and pray for Nate Nesta um, and then we'll close the service and, and tuck into some food.